1: do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. Uh, These days in our society, entrepreneurs have become the cool kids. Whoever knew uh, back when we were in high school and we thought it was cheerleaders and football players, but now it's the entrepreneurs. And if this is the first time that you've ever turned into this show, uh, I like to interview people from all walks of business, people who are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business leaders, and really anybody who has sort of that entrepreneurial spirit. Sometimes it's people inside a company uh, who have an entrepreneurial kind of job. Uh, Other times it's people who are working with other businesses, helping them get the most out of what they're trying to accomplish. The whole purpose of this podcast is to inspire you and me to do more with your career and for me to do more with my career. That's why I started this show. We are quickly approaching 400 episodes and four years. I never had any idea that I would continue this for so long, but it has really become one of my favorite things I do in my business because I get to talk to a lot of people who are out there hustling really hard, and that just inspires me to do the same thing, and today is no different. Today, we are going to have a conversation with Kyle Gray. Kyle Gray. Now, Kyle is one of these people, he helps others, especially those in the healthcare space, really promote their business and get their word out there. He's he's a storyteller, and I think I'm a storyteller, so I was taken by uh, him in the fact that you know that's what he does, helps people tell their story, and I thought, you know what, let's bring him here to talk to
0: all of you on cool things entrepreneurs do. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. I'm really excited to be here. I think we're going to have a lot of fun today.
1: Yeah, so I don't really read huge bios about people. So who is Kyle Gray? What do you do? And uh, and then we'll kind of go backwards and figure out how you got there.
0: No problem. So yeah, my name's Kyle Gray and I help make marketing easier and more powerful through storytelling.
1: So that's what awesome because you- marketing is hard.
0: Marketing is hard. And uh, worse than that, it takes a lot of time and energy to do well and to do right. And so uh, what I've Focus my time on doing is really helping people who don't have much time, um, be able to share their story and share their message in a consistent and powerful way. So it's not only about getting clear on exactly what story you want to be told, but how you want to tell it and then setting up systems so that you don't have to do all of the writing or the video making or the podcasting, whatever it may be yourself. It helps you set up systems so that you can scale up and just do what, do what lights you up like what you're doing right now.
1: So Kyle, how did you get into this? Did you just sort of start off saying, I'm going to be a marketing consultant or did you work for a
0: bank? What did you do? How did wh- wh- What's the early days of Kyle's business career? That's a great uh, story. Um, so I got my start in the online marketing space. I was actually kind of like just building little websites in my spare time, trying to get Google search traffic for a while. I created silly websites like plaidpants.org where I'd have a couple of silly articles written and people would click on a couple of the the ads there and I'd make a nickel here and there. That was really my very, very first start. But I loved building the sites. I loved figuring out how to get them to rank. I loved kind of the science behind that. And, uh, I kept building smaller, small projects around that and then talking about marketing and studying more about marketing. But where I really got my start was, uh, Um, A couple of years down the road where I got hired by a startup called WP Curve. And this startup was founded by Dan Norris and Alex McClafferty. They were, uh, it was basically a handyman for WordPress sites. You'd pay them a monthly fee and they'd fix any problem you have. But um, how they got a lot of their traffic, their attention, and their growth was from creating great content for startup founders, for bootstrappers, for entrepreneurs that would help them grow their business and then just create a brand awareness for the company. And so right when I had joined the company, uh, the original content guru, uh, Dan Norris, had, had just finished his first book, The 7-Day Startup, and it was very, very successful. And the company was growing really fast. So he didn't, he didn't want to continue to manage the uh, content anymore. So basically, my first day on the job was Kyle takes over the blog for this startup. And at first, it felt like I was, <clears throat> you know, somewhere um, like I was just given orders to diffuse a bomb with, you know, some tweezers and some bubble gum and had no idea what I was doing. So I tried to write stuff at first, um, but I just couldn't keep up with with the, the quantity and the quality that we needed to do. And for a while, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, and really kind of my gun-to-the-head moment was deciding, okay, I can't just create all of this myself. I need to build teams, but working with writers can be difficult. <laughs> um, it can be like herding cats sometimes, to say the least, and so what, what I decided to do was um, absorb every piece of feedback I got from Dan, absorb every interaction that was happening with the writers, and to create better and smoother systems. Um, to do that, whether it's writing out our strategy in a a way that's easy for them to understand and get on the same page as us and creating style guides that would say, okay, this is the first thing you need to do. This is the second thing you need to do. So it went from writers just doing everything, being scattered everywhere to finally clicking in system after system. and, And it went from writers just like complaining, like you guys are so disorganized and you demand so much to like, I've never had a better experience doing an article for someone.
1: So So you said something interesting. You talked about absorbing feedback from everybody, from your boss, from the writers, et cetera, et cetera. This is something that comes up over and over again in the work that I do is naturally we don't like feedback. People want to push back. You give someone feedback and they get immediately extravagantly defensive. So why do you think absorbing the feedback, as you put it, is so important to people to, to recreate themselves and to find success?
0: I think it's so powerful, and it's not easy. I was right there. My my first impressions when I was getting this feedback is I would take a lot of it personally. Oh, this article is not very good, and I'd be like, "Yes, it is. Come on." Oh. but uh, but like resisting it like that doesn't doesn't open you up to things. And I think one of the most important uh, skills any entrepreneur or and especially people. Who want to use things like content marketing to grow their business, they need to be able to learn quickly. You need to be able to absorb and, and, um, and whatever, integrate information into you. And a lot of the time, that's not, uh, not always going to be the, the easiest or the praise or the, you, you've got to absorb that so you can grow and you can improve and you can move on negative feedback is is part of the process of improvement so So i i have a
1: pretty i have a pretty thick skin so like when people want to be critical of me you know i think i'm probably like everybody else my knee gut reaction is you know to fight back and to show them why they're wrong but overall like you know i i have a friend who she loves to be critical and she would always point out my flaws in my personal life in my business or whatever and you know, I never got mad. I just, you know, sometimes I'd roll my eyes, but you know, I I take it for what it was worth. Sometimes it was good feedback, sometimes it was shitty feedback, but I would make that decision sort of offline later on. And uh you know, you get better from absorbing that feedback and then picking and choosing what makes sense cuz the truth is not everybody's advice is going to be good advice and not everybody's critique is going to be a useful critique, but you know, so many people, I mean, you have to have seen this with the clients that you work with. So many people, their first reaction is to fight you. So how do you get, I mean, you, you know, you were able to do it. I think I'm naturally thick skinned. How do you work with clients who, when you're helping them with feedback, how do you get them past being sort of confrontational?
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of ways that that this is important to manage as like a service provider. I need to have a lot of confidence in my process and in my strategy. And one of the things that I do well with the clients I work with um, is I help them create a process. And I have a process myself and I show them step one, we're going to do this. Step two, we're going to do this. And I paint the whole picture of like, this is the road where the journey we're about to take together. And by having that story, that process set up, it allows me to say, hey, this is the thing I've done over and over again. This is what we're doing. It's, it's not even, I don't even necessarily have to sell myself as much as the process saying we're going to follow this process to get the results we want. And this is part of the process. So showing them kind of the the bigger picture of what's happening within the feedback and the context. And I think also um, I, I liked what you were saying uh, about being able to uh, listen to the feedback, And then decide later if you agree with it or not, you shouldn't positive or negative feedback, you should be able to take that and think about, you know, what's what's really the motivation behind what these people are saying, you've got to be able to deconstruct that uh, before you you feel any feels around it.
1: You bring up a really interesting point, and that is sometimes the opposite happens. Instead of getting defensive, somebody gives you positive feedback or says, hey, great job. And it goes to people's like they immediately absorb that as aren't I wonderful? Look at me. And I see that a lot in the world with professional speakers. So I've been earning my income speaking at conferences and doing company trainings for it'll be a decade pretty soon. And my at least on a full time basis, I've done it part time longer than that. But uh, my mentor early on, someone I met at the National Speakers Association nine years ago, he said to me, what do, you, what do you want a client to say to you or an audience member after you come off the stage I mean, you give a keynote? And my answer was, I, I want them to say it was great. I want them to say it was the best speaker of the whole conference. And he's like, no, you don't. And I said, yeah, yeah, actually, I do. My ego likes that. You know, I, I like it when they say, great job. And he pointed something out that was very interesting. And this isn't just for speakers, this is for whatever you do. He pointed out that uh, we live in a polite society. So often, when people don't know what to say, They say something nice. So his comment was, let's say you just gave a keynote. Now you're at the cocktail party. You reach for a piece of shrimp, and somebody else reaches for a piece of shrimp, and you look around. No one else is around, and you laugh because you both reached for the same piece of shrimp, but you look the other person in the eye, and it's the keynote speaker. And he or she was okay. They weren't horrible, but they weren't the best thing you ever saw. What do you say to them? And the answer, hey, great speech. Hey, great talk. Yeah. Yeah, great speech. Because in our polite society, nobody goes, God, that was about as mediocre of an hour as I could have spent listening to someone on stage. So they say great speech. And every now and then someone will go, oh, Tom, I'm not that way. I would never give praise. You know, I would tell them I really liked that story about your sister. And you know what they hear? great speech. So a lot of people, you know, to, to what you're saying is, is I, you know, I was thinking when I brought that up about the negative feedback, you have to step back and, and think about it later and decide if there's value to it. But we also, you bring up a good point. We also have to do that with positive feedback. Otherwise we feed that ego when maybe it's just someone being polite.
0: Yeah. Or you feed the ego and yeah, maybe it's just somebody being polite or maybe you learn how to, you learn to want and need that kind of feedback. And, um, you know, depending everybody's entrepreneurial journey is different, but we all have highs and lows. And sometimes you're not going to have that nice, uh, encouraging feedback either. And if you can't, you know, continue doing what you're doing, if you can't trust yourself and your process and what you're doing and move forward, uh, no matter what the feedback you're getting is, then uh, then it's a crutch and it can be just as dangerous, if not more dangerous than negative feedback.
1: So you specialize in helping people, helping companies and people in healthcare tell their story. Now, story is a big buzzword out there right now. I mean, I, I have a ton of people in the speaker world who suddenly have become experts on storytelling and a few of them are really good and a few of them are just capitalizing on the fact that this is a hot, it's like the generations a few years ago, you know, people started talking about millennials and everybody became a millennial speaker. Right now, everybody's mm-hmm. becoming a storytelling expert. So let's unpack storytelling a little bit and why is it so hot, but, but what does it mean to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So why storytelling is so important right now and why people are are gravitating towards it so much is we live in an age of just such an abundance of information and noise there's so much going on that um, we we can't possibly sift through everything and just seeing facts or stats or any of these things we we can't really process them. We question them. We're not sure about them. What a lot of people are really looking for is an emotional human connection with the people that they want to work with. They want to be able to trust you and what you do um, to to know that they can get the same results. And that's what um, storytelling is amazing at creating the same feelings or emotions that you would want inside of a sales process. You want people thinking about um, interfacing with your product or getting the results that you want to get or solving the problems that you want to solve without directly going forward and being salesy or uh, or pushy. And so what a good story does is it shows like, hey, I am, I am similar to you. I'm just like you. I'm a normal human being. You want to uh, show them that, but I'm not just normal but i've come through the other side and i've learned a secret i've gained a treasure that i want to share with you and then there's a why um why am i doing this why have i solved this particular thing i can tell you i'll tell you a quick story about why i serve uh health and wellness professionals and and we can break that down and and see why this is so important so um For the last four or five years, I've been suffering from something called Hashimoto's disease. I didn't know I had this at first, but it's a thyroid disease. And so my immune system has been attacking my thyroid. What, I, what that experiences, or what's that, that's been an experience for me is I've had really bad jaw pain. I'm a, I'm a pretty athletic and outdoorsy person, but a couple of years back, I couldn't hike more than a quarter mile without some really, really bad knee pain. And uh, I felt like waves of anxiety coming over me. I'd wake up in the morning and just feel so stressed. And obviously it was because I was a bad entrepreneur and I didn't like I wasn't going to get what I wanted. Um, and so all these little things that didn't seem connected um, suddenly became connected once I realized I had this uh, uh, autoimmune condition. And it came from my gut. So um, a couple months ago, I was at a workshop. Um, as a, I, I help uh, people at workshops um, from a company called Advance Your Reach, and we help people actually who are speakers get on different stages and present themselves as a great uh, person to be on the stage. So I sat across from this woman named uh, Dr. Grace Leo, and she said, Hey, my name is Dr. Grace. I help people overcome chronic autoimmune conditions through the gut. And I was like, Oh, really? So your audience must think like this. Uh, They thought they had this problem, but it's really this problem. And they do this, but it's only causing this for them, which is that. She's like, you need to come work for me. Because over the years of having this condition, not only was I learning about marketing and storytelling and copywriting, but I was researching for my own sake, uh, personal health and how all these things were coming. And I was experiencing the struggle and the frustration. So I was uniquely suited to help uh, these kind of doctors who work just like a, uh, uh, a high-end coach or consultant. They have big you know, products that they need to sell, um, but they usually don't have uh, classic insurance to cover them so that they need to work just like a high-end business consultant. And so I can help them by applying the same strategies and methods I've learned from working with startups like WP Curve or companies like Advance Your Reach. And, and apply it to their specific problem they're solving because I've suffered from it. And I now have seen the value after working with Dr. Grace within three or four months. Um, I've never felt stronger in my life. I've never had a clearer mind. A lot of the anxiety, especially the stuff when I was waking up in the morning, um, I started to understand this is my biology talking, not just, it's not because I'm a bad entrepreneur, it's because I'm feeling cortisol. So it allowed me to change my own story. I was telling myself. And that's when a lot of incredible stuff happened for my business too. Um, no matter how many Tony Robbins books I was reading, I couldn't get my mindset in the right place. But with the help of this doctor, I was able to uh, just totally unlock a huge amount of power in my life and drive a lot of value for them.
1: So it's interesting because we're clearly not a health show, but I resonate a little bit. I, I certainly didn't do as much research or have problems quite as bad. But uh, a couple of years ago, I did. I was, you know, I was, a li- I was heavier by thirty pounds. I had never been an athlete in my life. I'd never exercised. I couldn't have hiked a quarter mile without complaining, <laughs> just because I was a complainer. And in the last couple of years, since I turned fifty, I've sort of made this big shift that I'm going to make fifty to seventy-five the best years of my life. I lost thirty pounds. I run regularly. I hike regularly. I do outdoorsy stuff. Uh, but one of the things is, is I was having, uh, an unrelated sort of gastro issue that they couldn't really figure out what it was. If it was a parasite, I mean, like a, you know, one of those things you eat in lettuce or whatever, couldn't figure it out. They never did figure it out. It, like after six weeks, it went away. And when the doctor ran a bunch of tests, he said, yeah, we might've done the tests a little late because your immune system might knock something like that out in six weeks. So while nothing ever showed up, he's like, yeah, we might've tested you too late. Uh, cause it was classic. Some sort of a bug was, was really holding me back, but part of the treatment is they put me on probiotics, and Mm -hmm. I have stayed on the probiotics, even though that was now two or three years ago. The fascinating part of it is the other night when I was going to bed, I realized my joints don't ache as much. Now there's a lot of things that have gone on. I've changed my diet. I exercise. I do this. But I was noticing like my, I didn't, I haven't had sinus infections in a couple of years. And it's really interesting because the one consistent, well, there's a couple of consistents, but the one thing is, is this gut health stuff by taking, you know, a probiotic has seemed to make me overall just more healthy, more energy and all this. So when you were talking about that, I laughed because I thought I, I indirectly believe that the gut fully controls a lot of this type of stuff.
0: I do too. I think I think gut health in the next uh, twenty years or so is going to be one of the biggest like growing fields of medicine, and uh, I think a lot of people have have similar issues that they they need help with, which is a, another reason why it's exciting to uh, be playing in this space now.
1: So you've been doing this for a long time. What do you love about your life as an entrepreneur?
0: One of the best things about uh, being a storyteller or being a content marketer, what's really exciting is actually like these moments right here. It's waking up in the morning and saying, what great person am I going to meet today and collaborate today? When I'm writing articles, I'm always thinking about who can I connect with? Who can I feature in this article that'll add value to them and maybe start a conversation with? I've been able to do this. I've been able to get, you know, start email conversations with Seth Godin because, I saw he launched a new podcast and I did a write-up about his podcast really fast and then sent him a message saying, hey, I just wrote this article. This was your, I love your show. Um, And uh, connecting with potential or just anybody who I find interesting. I've been meeting a lot of people in these travels and I've recently even started up a podcast. And um, though I'm very excited to continue to grow and serve my audience, really I'm excited because I want to have more excuses to talk to great people. And so um, the people that you meet, the people that you learn from, this is how I grow. This is how I refine myself. And uh, just even though I'm in Utah and there's an emerging entrepreneurial community here, I can connect with people all over the world by uh, having a podcast, by writing great articles. And that's what makes me smile because uh, just absorbing all of the greatness from the the people that I, I connect with and collaborate with and grow with um is definitely one of the drivers of my quality of life.
1: Well, you definitely have this collaboration type thing. I get about 5 pitches a day from people who want to be guests on the show, and yet I meet dozens of people every week. I mean, that's one of the great things about being a speaker is I'm at conferences, I'm inside companies. So, I pretty much ignore almost everything that comes across, but but you were one of the people, very few Who actually put forth in the thing saying, hey, I want to collaborate. If you put me on your show, I want to be your partner. I want to help you. And so many people are like, oh, I'm pitching myself for my client. And they're really smart. Or they wrote a book. Well, I have a lot of friends who are really, really smart. And sadly, I have a lot of friends who've written books. And I I used to have a personal policy that if someone I knew wrote a book, I read that book. But now, because I'm so active in the National Speakers Association, all my friends have <laughs> written multiple books. I can't live up to that anymore. But, you know, I certainly can put them on my show. So all these strangers reach out, and, and sometimes I write back, like, to the PR people, and I'm like, well, will they promote the show if they're on it? And they're like, well, no, your show is to promote them. And I'm like, okay, next. I mean, you know, I'm getting I'm getting 25 pitches a week, and I do two shows, and I've got a waiting list six months long. So when somebody reaches out with a collaborative uh, uh, attitude you know that that sort of puts them to the front. I was impressed with you.
0: thank you so much i'm really I'm really grateful for being here, and that was one of the the things I was applying in this in this podcast outreach strategy because I knew that I wanted to be on more shows and as somebody who's at least put myself in the mind of somebody who controls a podcast or controls the stages in the same way they're getting they're getting this kind of very low grade hey, help me out kind of outreach all the time. And by just spending a little bit of time about thinking about how can you really help them or what is it that you really, really want from them? And then how can you help them get 95% of the way? So all they have to do is say yes and make it simple. And and having this philosophy opens up so many doors. So are you Um, getting on a lot of
1: podcasts because of that?
0: I think so. Yeah, um, again, through collaboration, whether it's uh, creating a good article and mentioning uh, an influencer in it and saying, hey, I mentioned you, and starting a conversation through that, by having strong outreach strategies. I use a, a tool called BombBomb, which is a video email tool, which I really enjoy. I sent you one right after I heard back from you. But this tool uh, embeds a video. Uh, inside the email that you send and you can record it really fast on the fly from your phone, from your laptop, whatever. Um, but it gives you a chance to uh, get out of the cold text of emails and, and kind of express yourself in a way. I, I see them almost as mini auditions sometimes where you, you get to show how excited you are and, uh, and hopefully uh, create a good connection with them over the email. And I think those, those things like creating those human connections, just like what we try to do with storytelling, but one-on-one with outreach, Is how you drive results.
1: I had one person reach out and say, "You know, I want you to interview my CEO. And by the way, we're having a meeting, and I've given your name to our meeting planner. And so I'm now in negotiations to be the speaker at their company meeting. Of course, their CEO is going on my show, whether they pick me or not. It was like, you know, well, that was the most brilliant way to launch the thing. Hey, we'd like to consider hiring you. Would you interview my boss? It was like, even if they don't hire me, the lady wins the golden award for, you know, let's make this about the person I'm pitching, not just about me.
0: Yeah, that is, I mean, that's that's an incredible strategy and an incredible, incredible gift. And that's right, that's the
1: new thing. If you want to be on my show, just book me to be the speaker at your event. That's easy. No, easy. Uh, seriously. Easy trade. Hey, yeah. uh, I got a couple more questions for you, Kyle, before I let you go. Mm-hmm. But first, I got to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right training, equipment, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Kyle Gray. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Kyle, I call the show cool things entrepreneurs do. What is the coolest thing you're doing in your business
0: right now? Right now? um, I think it's collaborating. I think it's reaching out with generosity. It's kind of the whole theme of this. It's, it's always, um, moving and acting from a giving state of mind, from a, a state of abundance and, uh, and creativity, knowing like I can be transparent and share what's happening in my business, um, or, and even help people that might be competitors, um, sometimes by collaborating with content, it's trusting that if I'm generous in my, in reaching out to different people and offering that good things are going to come back to me in the long run. It's knowing that By creating content, by creating podcasts, by writing books, and then um, selling them at very, you know, affordable prices that uh, it will attract the wealth and abundance to me uh, that that I want to create and that I deserve in the long run.
1: So I love to ask the people who come on this show who they admire, because Kyle, we could talk about you all day long, but I think great entrepreneurs, I think they're observers and especially people with that collaborative mindset. So when you look out into the entrepreneur sphere, who do you say, wow, he or she, they're cool.
0: So right now I've been really excited about, um, his name is Sebastian Marshall. And I honestly don't know too much about his uh, his background or his track record, but I've been reading his book called Progression. And he outlines so many different ways of thinking um, and how to think about certain problems, like considering um First level, second level, third level things. So, uh, uh, effects of an action. So, effect one, I eat a burger, you know, and then effect two, I feel a little bit sluggish, you know, later in the day. And then maybe effect three is over time I gain weight. And so, thinking about things in multiple levels or thinking about kind of uh, how, how you're a bigger picture of how to solve your problems and take action. Uh, I've, I just like I would read like just a couple of paragraphs or a chapter of that book. And there'd be so many good things to chew on about how to make decisions, how to see problems. And so I've really admired his writing and his, his philosophies.
1: Awesome. And then the final question I ask everybody is, is what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because whether it's time, money, good vibes, I, I think entrepreneurs, we, we, we have to help society in some way.
0: Yeah. And so one of the main things I'm doing that I feel like is giving back to the greater good is as somebody who has suffered from gut health issues personally, and I've seen um, a couple of my other friends who, uh, yeah, from, from a young age kind of had to struggle with these, with these different things. And I think that there's a huge level of, uh, or a huge lack of awareness and lack of understanding about this kind of medicine That um, I feel I'm really serving my purpose by helping people um, not suffer the same way I did by helping these doctors spread their message, tell their stories and connect with the people that they can truly help.
1: I think that's awesome. Hey, Kyle, somebody's listening to this and they go, I got to know more about this guy.
0: Who is Kyle Gray? How do they find you? You can check me out at the I've got all kinds of great content there for free about how to tell a better story. We've got a quiz that can build a content strategy for you in just 10 quick questions and give you recommendations on what kind of content you want to create next. And, uh, I, my book, the story engine is available on Amazon and it just came out on audible recently. And I, uh, I did the recording.
1: I was going to say, did you? so I've done one of my books. I did the recording. The next book I did on Audible, I uh, hired somebody because it was hard.
0: It was hard. It, it took. It, it, it was a labor of love, but I, I did it with actually a local musician friend of mine. And we kind of did this tag team where I'd read a couple of paragraphs and then he'd edit a little bit. And so it kind of took a lot of the monotony and like talking to just a wall, you know, out, <laughs> uh, out of the experience. And so um, I had fun with it. But yeah, it's a lot of work.
1: Well, thank you for reaching out. Thanks for being a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I think you added a lot of good advice. And like I said, we're always looking for nuggets of information. And I think you shared several. Thank you, Tom. I'm really grateful. Awesome. Well, and thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every show, if it wasn't for the audience, why would we even do a podcast? It's all about the audience. So if you like the show, let us know you listen. Reach out to me and say, hey, I listened to that episode with Kyle Gray. And here's what I liked about it. You can always jump over to iTunes and leave a review. Reviews on iTunes make my whole day brighter. So don't cheat me out of a brighter day. Go leave a review on iTunes. If you want to find out information about me, you can go to TomSinger.com. That's T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. And if you want to join the group coaching program, The Potential Mastermind Project, now is the time to do it. And you can find out that information at PotentialMastermind.com. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Kyle. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you
0: for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at tom.singer.